0: Hello, how you doing? Welcome to to Anchor.com, the Anchor FM, the home of getting your podcast heard and welcoming all parties involved. Today, I am going to talk about the late, great Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul. Not a lot more need to be said if you even know about her rich, vast vocabulary of the way she transcended words and also her rich catalog of music. One of those artists that you just felt everything, and she did everything musically. And when I say everything musically, I mean it. Um, For many years, I debated, which was my all-time favorite box set. And I think it had to be hers. I really think that without a doubt, without even thinking twice, I think it was Aretha Franklin's box set, no doubt. The thing is, is that she started off in the jazz leanings, but she had the gospel feel. You know, you heard a Mahalia Jackson with a Donna Washington with other great types. But she had this distinctive tone and range, you know, when she was on Columbia Rockets and everything. But the funny thing that turned it around was always when she did RESPCT. Check oldest red and song and made it into a pro anthem. And it ain't very everyday that you take something from a great artist and then you approve upon it tenfold, but she did. And then, of course, her run on Atlantic Records and the, and the, and the great depths of artistry and, and songs that she got was amazing. She just definitely was one of those artists that there was no limits to her music. But at the center of it all was the soul, the gospel, the feeling, the conviction, the whole, you felt all of that. Now, of course, whatever she was dealing with, personal as well, but you always knew the church was there with her. Now, one of the greatest recordings I ever heard was her Amazing Grace, her live uh, gospel album, which was turned into a documentary, which came out a year or so ago, which, believe it or not, I actually saw in a theater, which that seems like alien times nowadays, because don't foresee no one going back to the movies no time soon. But that was something to be bestowed. But back in 72, and it was done live, and even Mick Jagger and some other luminaries were there. But she tore it up in LA. She, Reverend James Cleveland, or she tore it up. You know, when you put her amongst a peer, you'd have to pretty put the male counterpart to her, would be Ray Charles. Because you talk about artistry that did it all, no limits. Now, I'm going to jump the gun here, but I'm going to throw this at you. Who else do you know could do a feeling for Andre Bochet, Luciano Parati, Parati, Parati back in 98 at the Grammys and do a concerto? Meanwhile, she had a top 10 hit with um, a Rose Still a Rose that Lauren Hill produced and wrote for her, which had the hip hop R&B pop feel to it. Who else do you know that has that going on? within the same time period you know cause she obviously could just venture and do anything you know when I think about Dr. Feelgood uh, Rock Steady Until You Come Back to Me Spirits in Darkness um, Daydreaming cover you know give him something he can feel you think about she works with a lot of great talent. However, her voice, her piano playing, the way she took a song, she just had a way of just bringing it. You know. I mean, you can go through so many, you're one of those artists, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you can just go through different eras with her and just say, yep, this was a cut, that was a cut. You know, when she worked with Luther Vandross and Marcus Miller back in 82 with one of her big comebacks was Jump to It. And how funky that was. And how it was on time. And she just was just icing on the cake. You know you hear that her tone. You know you just think back. You think wow. The way she was so expressive. So soulful. So moving. And you rewind the clock back. Ten years prior probably to Chain Chain of Fools. Chain of Fools. Like Dr. Feel Good." She had the blues. She had the pop. She had the rock. She hits you with all things, you know. And when you talk about female artists just being real, I love a lot of different female artists. However, there's like Aretha Franklin and there's almost everyone else. That's just how dominant uh, as a, a artist and a visionary she was. She's like the start of it all, really, in the sense that when you talk about the greatest hybrid female artist. And she launches herself into... She just has that kind of it. That it started off being soulful. See, back in the day... No matter how good you were, you had to have soul. And that's been taken for granted. Stuff got watered down and homogenized. But people who remember... And know what it was like... And can tell you and point the finger and say... Hey, this is where it's at. This is what you're supposed to do. She... It's truly been a trailblazer and she'll always be remembered for paving the way and taking those chances and also just having so much range, you know, like where you can go into to this style and that style. Everybody isn't being bought that can do jazz or blues, let alone learn being pop, let alone later an opera. But she is one of those artists and she's on my um i got a female mount rushmore a female artist and i got her Donna ross whitney houston and i would say um uh, shaka khan gladys knight just kind of like right in there those are like my essential five female artists and but it starts with aretha franklin I mean, I'm, you know, when I look at the body of work, when I look at the styles, the tones, she put it down. She put it down in a way that she rivals male artists as well. Because when you think about the depths of her versatility, like I remember I got that Live at the Fillmore album that she did with Ray Charles. He was on there. And they got down together and they, nobody missed a beat. You know, she's one of those artists that you know, she could handle no matter what you threw at her. Plus she was one of the greatest cover artists ever. Do you know how hard everybody wants to write all their songs and there's nothing wrong with that. Do you know how hard it is to be a cover artist and to take someone else's song and make it your own and to put your spin on it. Like when you hear her take on Ain't Nothing Like the Real Thing, like she sings it with such heart and emotion and that background vocals and those tones and the emotion, emote. Now, 85 was a big comeback year. She did Who's Zooming and Who. And that was a big hit for her. And um, Freeway of Love and those songs. And she has had a lot of forays into crossover. And into different, into different styles of music. That's nothing new with her. But the thing about it is this. She still had that zinger, like that groove, like that thing that she did that so few others could do. You know that's what makes her so original and makes her so compelling as an artist because she could do what a lot of artists can't do or wouldn't do and to have commercial success with that it's like she knew where her money tracks were she knew where bread and butter was however she also had a foundation established she earned her right as the queen of soul she earned her right with like I'm gonna do it my way And you have to appreciate and applaud the trajectory and the depth and the wisdom and the way she went as an artist. You know, she had one of of the greatest careers ever. A very prolific, productive artist. And she just flowed and made records that she felt comfortable with. And she challenged herself and, and left a lasting mark. So at the end of the day, you know, like I said before, her box set is probably the greatest box set. And I've got quite a few of them. I've got quite a few of them. But her box set, the, the zenith of her musicality, uh, the way the sounds, the way she evolved, she had an incredible run. She doesn't now. When people talk about artist runs and stuff, she should be in the conversation. She belongs to be in a conversation. Maybe maybe the albums weren't as groundbreaking, say, as Stevie Wonder's Ruckus were, or something like that, or or hit that zenith like Michael Jackson's did but I'll say this she belongs in the same conversation with them where she was a consistent hit maker and she had incredible instinct to songs to the production to what worked and everything she tapped into complimented her you know and that's a gift she truly understood how to go to the next level and she performed in ways that you know, you just knew it was her, you know. And then, just kind of like everyone else, she had that kind of edge about her. You know, she had that she had that swag about her where you knew that that was how you want an artist to sound and feel and to be. And just remain soulful and in the moment. So, anyway, that's my thoughts and takes. Talking about the legendary queen of soul, Aretha Franklin. A woman who could get funky, who could do the blues, who could do jazz, who could do pop who could do classical, who could do gospel and throw hip-hop in there. She had to. I mean, she uh, rolled with the punches, rolled with the times, second to none. One of the greatest artists ever. And if you got a chance to check out her work, be on Spotify or somebody at social services, feel free to listen to Aretha Franklin. You won't be disappointed because a lot of artists are, tr- are channeling her impact and longing to have the run and body work she had, so. So next time, peace and the best. Listen to some one of the greatest artists ever. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Looking forward to the feedback. Give me Aretha Franklin albums, songs, tours, etc. I welcome comments, conversation. Let's chop it up. Peace.